Welcome to the Sports and Media Show with Jeff and Joe. Jeff Owens is the WEIU-FM director at Eastern Illinois University, and Joe Gisandi is the author of Field Guide to Covering Sports. The Sports and Media Show is a sports podcast that talks about the media's coverage of sports. Now, let's go to the show. I'm Jeff Owens. He's Joe Gisandi. Welcome to Episode 4 of the Sports and Media Show with Jeff and Joe. We're here to talk about all things in sports and media that has happened over the last week since our last show. We hope you're enjoying this podcast. Uh, Joe, I'll let you go first this week. What's, what's on your mind in the world of sports media? I'm most interested about the, uh, the debates. It used to be that if you schedule a debate against Monday Night Football, you're getting creamed. And um, the debate that happened on Monday night uh, had a record high of, I think, 84 million people. And at the same time, Monday Night Football had a historic low. It's like about 8.1 million. Yeah, I was wondering about that, and I saw the ratings come out that Tuesday morning, and I yeah, but I'm not shocked because, you know, for some reason ESPN was focused on this 10-year anniversary of Katrina as their kind of their shtick to get people to to want to watch Monday Night Football, and I don't really know if that, for the average fan, that's I mean that was 10 years ago, and and it, we know New Orleans has recovered somewhat. Uh, and I, it wasn't a reason to watch it. I and, mean, you know, obviously, probably we should be watching the debate, but I was, I'm more of a, a TV scanner on a night like that. But I'm not shocked that the debate won because, again, the Saints and Falcons, two South teams in, in that conference, were, you know, I wouldn't think they would get national ratings. Or really, the prominence of neither of those teams is up right now. Yeah, they're not historically uh, traditional uh, top-tier teams like the Cowboys or the Steelers that you like. Um, you have two of the smallest markets in the country. I mean, Atlanta, as big as it is, it's not a huge market. New Orleans is, a, is an even smaller market. Uh, New Orleans hasn't been good for several years. Uh, Atlanta, even when they grew up and down, they're, they're two very small markets, uh, and they're not very marketable teams for the NFL. So the last time they – the second worst uh, ratings for this Monday Night Football was in 2007 with the same two teams. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Maybe they knew the debate was going on. They, they just, but I don't know. <laughs> And, and about the debate, I did not watch all of the debate. Because, you know, like I said, I'm more of a TV scanner on nights when there's nothing that's destination viewing. But I've been reading all week long about you know both sides say they won the debate, and we're not a political show, so we won't get into that. No, but I'm I'm as much as I'm a sports junkie, I'm also a political junkie, and uh, I I couldn't stop watching it. It was. Uh, Again, I, I can't tell you. I mean, I have an idea who I think won, but I don't know that it really matters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but I, I didn't know now everything's coming out about Lester Holt. They didn't think he did a good job. That You know, Hillary, uh, all the Hillary and Trump, both sides, are all these conspiracy theories. That's a, the, either the worst or best thing about media and social media right now is everything, everybody has an opinion and everybody's entitled to post whatever they want in this country and it's absolutely crazy some of the stuff that's out there right now. Yeah, And actually the debates and politics has really turned into sports coverage. You know, it's one person against the other, the issues are getting thrown to the side. It's really you know, Trump against Hillary or it's Republicans against Democrats and, and, and suddenly it's, it's become not all of us working together it's become really like a Steelers Bengals game where everybody hates each other right? Exactly, well said. Uh, uh, the other thing is, I think it's funny, is I know I, what I don't want to ever do. I never want to mediate a debate like that. Because, I mean, Lester Holt, who I think is a well-thought-of journalist. Oh, absolutely. Is just getting absolutely railed on by both sides. Uh, and I, from what I saw, I, I didn't think he was you, – you watched more than I did. Do you think he did a good job or not? I, I thought he did a, a very good job. But, of course, there's always things that you can do better. But, I mean, I don't think I could do them better. But he asked really good questions. But he, he even said going in that he was going to let – 
the game or the debate <laughs> play out. And he did not. He let people get through, but he let both sides. It seemed like um, the, the thing that's kind of funny is he was getting hammered by Trump and others, and um, he's a registered Republican. So there you go. Yeah. So there's our uh, sports and media watch political side with Jeff <laughs> right. and Joe today. Uh, let's talk more sports stuff. It's more fun anyway, I think, right now. We oh, have three yeah. more debates we can talk about as they come up. Yes. Uh, the other kind of big news, it really didn't draw as much attention as I thought it would, is there's you know thought of breaking up of Mike and Mike on ESPN Radio in the morning, and of course they're on ESPN uh, TV as well, ESPN2. So I think that that's interesting that possibly a long, one of the longest running shows on the ESPN that has a lot of national attention, uh, there's a, poten- a potential that Mike and Mike break up. Your thoughts? It's, I, I think they're both tremendous, and, and I, I think I'm more interested when I'm driving around listening to them. On television, it really doesn't do a whole lot for me. It seems, and I wonder almost if it's become tired for both of them. I don't feel like uh, either of them seem like they have the same energy, but I don't know if you can after 10 or 12 years, because they're still wonderful at what they do, absolutely. But um, I was surprised looking at the numbers this morning that uh, between 6 and 10, they average anywhere from about 263,000 to 307,000. That's half as many as tuned into one of the World Cup of Hockey games. I was really surprised by those numbers. Yeah, and I think people hear about hear about them, and I think it's one of those things where they check in with them a little bit. I'm more of a check-in-with-them kind of guy in the morning. They make me angry a lot. Um, I get tired of the Notre Dame and Jets stuff constantly uh, as a football fan. Right. That It's like those are the only two teams that they, they talk about. But I, I think you might have said it best when they said they're tired. I think their sh- their shtick that they've grown into that Mike is kind of you know Golick is kind of the jock and and the other and Greenberg is the anti-jock. Right. We got that it was funny and it was neat for a while, but it's almost like they've, uh, they've that gamut has run. And now you've noticed they're bringing a lot more people in to set in with them more. And I, I'm, I'm wondering why they're doing that. But I know, um, you know, Jamal Hill is always sitting in about once a week. There's a couple other guys that sit in almost all the time. So they're having a lot more in-studio guests as, as opposed to that in the past. So you can, you, it's almost like they're gearing up for some type of change. But one of the things that people don't like in this country is a big change. They're, even if you don't like Mike and Mike, you still, you, you, you're comfortable when you right. see him on in the, in, in the morning. So we'll see what happens. They're talking about maybe getting Greenberger's own show and then finding somebody else to go with Golik in the morning. I don't know. And, and actually, one of the talk is turning it into Golik and Golik having his son uh, doing that. And actually, I, I think, you know, if I'm reading this correct, is they would, Golik and Golik would be in the morning on the radio, and Mike Greenberg would just, they'd move him over to SportsCenter to replace SportsCenter because SportsCenter has lost about 25 to 27% of its ratings in the last five, six years. They went away from highlights. I mean, I, yeah. you could tell them anything you want, but I don't care about talking heads and their opinions. I want to see baseball highlights. I want to see hockey highlights. I want to see the NBA highlights. And right now, when all the sports are getting ready to convolute here soon, you know, that's what ESPN was built on, was highlights that you didn't get to see. I know we get to see a lot of more games now, but ESPN, if they go back to what they were built on, it was highlights and seeing all the great plays and, and what happened during a the game. They've gotten away with that. It's always an opinion, opinion, opinion. And, and Sunday morning was one of... I actually was looking forward to the ESPN Sports Center Sunday morning for the first time in a while because I there were so many college football games that you don't get to watch them all, and they actually did a pretty good job of throwing highlights. It was one of the it was almost like an old school traditional highlight show, and and, and I very much liked that. But the rest of the time, you're right, I, I don't need the opinions, even if it's someone like uh, Scott Van Pelt who I like and respect, yeah. and I'm really sad he's no longer on the radio because I thought he was tremendous on that show. Yeah, and I don't mind him at night on the Sports Center. I'm just as I get older, it's tougher right. for me to stay up and watch. I agree. And I, if I'm, I, I'm kind of a Jimmy Fallon fan. If I'm going to watch a late night talk, I'll end up going there. Mm-hmm. So, um, Chris Mortensen, uh, the good news is possibly he's going to make his 
his return this weekend. He's had some very serious health issues, and uh, and yeah, and I think he's one of those guys that he's universally loved, at least in my opinion. Uh, at least they respect his opinion, and so Chris Mortensen hopefully will make his return this weekend uh, to some of the NFL coverage on ESPN. Well, Chris Mortensen, what a lot of people don't recall because it's been so many years, started out he was a he was an NFL writer for the Atlanta Journal Constitution, and. That's how we got all those contacts. And how, if it were, students always come up to me at different conferences and say, "How can I be Chris Mortensen or whomever?" It's you know by being a beat reporter and making the contacts. It's a it's not just he doesn't really throw his opinion as you mentioned, but he has a lot of great information that he gets from his sources, and that's how you get on TV. And I think those people, the Adam Schefters, the Chris Mortensons, right. the you know the Jay Ro- the Ken Rosenthal's, the guys that have all these contacts are the ones I like to watch more than just some athlete who has an opinion. And, and right now, all of the opinions of the athletes are it's not about sports right now anyway as you watch ESPN or any of the shows Uh, one of the things I know that CBS and Fox are both been trying to to to, to get a little bit of that ESPN splash sports center ratings but both those shows are are really doing not are doing poorly still I mean the Fox one is real it was way down I tried several times and they're just not they're just not very good And, and sadly it looks like Fox is trying to get into the uh, the sports debate type area, you know, the, the yeah. first take. And, and apparently they're devoting a lot of their time just to that and not to the things you were talking about, which is uh, the highlights in the news and the insight from the experts. And um, I, I wonder how if that's going to cost them somewhere. I, I think it will. It's just like MTV not playing videos, and they can't figure out why no one watches them anymore. <laughs> right, right. You grew up loving MTV. You wanted to see the band's next video. And they said, no, let's not do that anymore. Let's put stupid stuff on, and nobody watches anymore. I, right. I never know who's uh, who's really running these networks and what their thought process is. It's tough Make, to tell. Uh, I saw where Stephen A. Smith, speaking of ESPN, that seems to be the subject today, is wanting a new contract. Uh, your thoughts on Stephen A. Smith, a controversial but <laughs> well-liked and well-spoken uh, you know, journalist slash sports uh, uh, TV personality. Well, Stephen A. is another guy who started out in the print side covering the NBA and working in the Philly market, really, really talented. Um, and I just, for a while there, I just could not stand him just because I'm just – I just don't want people screaming and yelling just for the sake of it. He, he's clearly a smart person. He clearly knows what he needs to do. And over the last three, four weeks, I started getting XM radio. Yeah. And I'm driving around. I'm listening to Mad Dog Radio. He has a show now yep. right after first take. He's tremendous. I, I suddenly now mm-hmm. I'm starting to like Stephen A. Smith. I can't watch him still in that other setting. But he brings up great ideas. He's not ranting. He's, he's, he's a great interviewer, of course. So... I, you know, I'm, I'm. I really look forward to listening to him on the radio, but I just can't really watch him on that one show. We must be too much alike, because I think the same thing on the TV show, which I think is scripted a little bit, and they kind of want right. that to happen. Uh, he's he's terrible, but you know, on the radio, he seems a lot better. He's kind of like Howard Stern. Howard Stern in the morning, to me, mm-hmm. when he's just doing all his stuff with his buddies, is terrible. It's just boring radio. It, it, that stick is old. But when he's interviewing somebody, there's not a better interview in America than Howard Stern. I mean, he will ask any question, and obviously has the avenue to because everything everything is on the table. But he's a he's just an unbelievable asset to, to to radio. But when it's all his hijink stuff, I get tired of that. It's just I turn it off if he's not interviewing a, a star or somebody right. in the music industry or something. I agree. I grew up with him in New York and in the early days, and he wasn't. It wasn't a shtick yet. Sort of like we were talking about Mike yeah. and Mike. It's. I know they're not doing a shtick, but it's. You yeah. know, it's after a while. I wonder how long you can do it. I mean, yeah. even the Beatles after ten years decided. You know, we can't even do anything good anymore after yeah. ten years. I would love to. Is, I, yeah, when he's got an interview on, I'll listen. If not, I'm going to turn something on anyway. I, I think I was born to scan anyway. <laughs> uh, obviously, it was a sad weekend in sports uh, from our last podcast. We lost two uh, two people, a, a legend in Arnold Palmer, and I want to talk a little bit about him. But let's first talk about uh, the Marlins pitcher Jose Fernandez. I mean, I woke up Sunday morning and. 
you know, I turn on the TV and, and, and Jose Fernandez dead at 24, and you're just you're like, what happened? And as as the day went on, the story came out. But just what an unbelievably sad, uh, you know, into a, a very promising career. Yeah, it's uh, I was I was actually uh, playing golf and we made the turn. I'm looking on TV and I was wondering what they were talking about. And of course, it was Jose Fernandez. But for for the the media coverage of it. Um, if anybody has the time, they should check out the Miami Herald. They have become one of the best, I think, oh. newspapers in the country for sports. They have uh, so many good writers. Uh, that's where Lebertard came from. Um, that's actually Dave Barry and, yeah. and several other great writers. But their sports section is just absolutely tremendous. And and uh, Lebertard did a really beautiful piece the next day in the paper. I don't know if you had a chance to read it. But he connected it to his mom was a big baseball fan, and back in the days when they won those titles, they would sell off all their players. Yeah. So Miami, which is kind of a fickle fan, I mean, they're still yeah. sort of dolphins, dolphins, dolphins. We need to win a Super Bowl, but but they'll embrace the baseball. And Lebertard talked about how his mom finally came out to baseball again, <laughs> and it became a big event in Miami. And it was just a beautiful column because if you're going to write a column about something like that, he brings in his own personal life, and as and as a result of that, you get some insights into the game. And of course, he's a he's a great writer yes. and brings in some other things in there as well. But um, you know, and after that, that next day he was getting interviewed on ESPN, yep. and he started breaking down that, emotional yeah. and. He was genuinely upset about that because as a journalist, you're told to be neutral and you try to keep yourself out of it. But it was so close to him. And I, and I think it's also partially because he's not going to have these moments with his mom anymore. Exactly. And, 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 I, and of course, the sadness for Jose Fernandez, 24 years old, his wife is pregnant, beloved. And I think that's part of it. He was a good guy. He was, you know, the, his story is unbelievable. You know, grew up and, you know, came across here, you know, when he was 15, saved his mom in the boat and, you know, to ironically die then in a boating accident, which I guess they're, I saw today they're actually going to investigate that rock formation that they ran into to see if that actually needs to be there. Right. Um, so I, like somebody wrote, uh, I think he was on Twitter today, well, if anything good comes out of this, maybe they'll figure out how to light that thing up at night or remove it because um, you know, it's so close to the shoreline there. And so that was, you know, it was very sad. And all, all the stuff that's that's been coming out since then about how he, you know, again, the bad, it always is the good news. And they start bringing in, they dredge up the bad news about how he dumped his girlfriend and he got a new girlfriend and she's already pregnant. And I'm like, I don't need to know that. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's not really the sport. The story is the, the, what happened afterwards and D. Gordon hitting the home run. And, you know, and, you know the, it, and if you want to bring in the sports and media aspect to it, you know, when Jose Fernandez pitched, the attendance was up. And the ratings are up. So he was an absolute draw. Oh, huge. In the Miami market, and that's going to affect them in the, in the future big time. Oh, yeah. He's arguably the best pitcher in Major League Baseball right now. He's underway. He's 24 years old, I think it was. And uh, he, 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 it's just sad when you see anybody with that much talent who is, despite some of the negatives, we all have yeah. negative parts of our life. It's just seen him lose. Something that is really horrible, though, is Long Island Newsday. Not the day after, because you oh. talked about D. D. Gordon hit his first home runs of the year oh, the and everything. They had a headline not oh. that day, but the day after that said pretty much smooth sailing for Noah at Mets. Yeah, and which is certainly one of the most insensitive ones. But I, I have to believe that they didn't do that on purpose. <laughs> you, would, uh, they're going to say that for I, sure. I, because, I, but I would think they would. Somebody think, would have to say, "Wait a second, we can't do this." I think they were playing off Marlins or Noah, Noah's Ark. I don't know, but it was just an absolutely horrible headline and yeah, uh, terrible. Yeah, I saw that. They were there. Were people there were people demanding the, the headline writer be fired. I saw that. So yeah, it was right. not, not not a smart thing. But conversely, then let's go to the other sad death of the weekend. And I don't know if we'll ever see a guy like this or. A 
again in our lifetimes or even in our kids' lifetime is, is Arnold Palmer is the one athlete that you can't find five people in this country that would say anything bad about him or, you know, because of, of just who he is and he hasn't won anything in 50 years. Um, the spokesman, the, the true gentleman, uh, you know, and then, you know, the golf aspect of it. But try to find someone who doesn't like Arnold Palmer or doesn't have something good to say for him. And I couldn't find anybody. And I scanned the media because, I, because of this, this podcast, and it seems like he's, he was and still is universally loved. Your thoughts, Joe? I think he's universally loved, and I think um, that if he were playing and had the same lifestyle he had now as then, from what I've, I've talked to some beat writers, um, there'd be some scandals out there, and I'm not going to talk about them, but, but by and large, he's beloved. I'm, I'm, I lived in Orlando. I covered Bay Hill once, played, played a golf round on there, knew people who covered him regularly, uh, just a gentleman, um, went out of his way to help people out, and um, his, he and his wife, Winnie, helped fund the Florida Children's Hospital. They were doing surgeries on people or have like kids born that were three pounds, two pounds, and they're doing surgery on kids with hearts and um, just contributed so much to the community. On the other hand, talking about the coverage, I forget who it was. Um, somebody was talking the other day, some media expert, saying that that the New York Times and other papers devoted way too much of their paper to Arnold Palmer because the readership is doesn't know who he is. Wow. What do you think about that? I, I, I had not heard about that. But, you know, I would understand that, though, because, you know, the, the kids around here today, and, and they, we work at a university, so we're around a lot of young kids, they have, would only know him as a spokesperson, and, and what does he do? I mean, you know, and, and so I get, I get that. You know, it does make sense, but I think that there's enough people out there that even – I'm not a golf fan. I don't golf. But, right. you know, I grew up, you know, watching Arnold Palmer um, and you knowing who he was. I mean, go, you go back to the O.J. stuff that was just on. He was in, in those O.J. commercials with them. He was in the, the new, you know, the golf commercial with the medicine that was out. Oh, with Chris Bosh yeah, and, yeah. and a couple of others, yeah. So he's been around forever. So, I mean, I think he is a, he's a, he's a, he's a, he was an American treasure. Uh, so I, I would disagree with those newspapers' assessment, but I understand exactly kind of why they would write it that way. It almost seems like guys in the media, when they see something that's like everybody agrees with, they try to find that one little angle. And I understand yeah. that that gets a few extra readers and, and it might you know, make them stand out a little bit. But I don't know. That's, you know. See, see, if I'm the New York Times, Dave Anderson is one of three sports writers to win a Pulitzer Prize for writing in sports. Yeah, uh, It was him, Jim Murray, and I can't think of the other right now. He wrote the obit on Arnold Palmer. And... It was. It went on forever. I was reading on my phone. And I thought it would never <laughs> stop, but I couldn't stop reading it because it was such great writing. And yeah. and I didn't realize things like Arnold Palmer had been a pilot. And I remember he he certainly had a magnetic personality. But if you're the New York Times, you are going to run that long a bit. But if you're Bleacher Report, you're not. Yeah. You know, it's just it depends on the media. There you go. And the other big news uh, of the weekend in the world of sports: the LSU uh, football fired uh, Les Miles, one of the winningest coaches in uh, LSU history, college football history. Won a national championship a few years ago. Always has his team right there. But a two and two start in the in the SEC means you get fired these days. Well, I think I think they're going to regret that the same way I thought it was ridiculous that Georgia got rid of Mark Richt. Mark Richt is one of the great coaches, and and, and certainly he's considered a gentleman for a lot of people who cover that team. But um, you know Georgia wins nine ten games a year. He, they averaged over ten, and now they're doing okay. But they're going to start falling off, and Miami's doing well. LSU 
they, they haven't had this kind of success under any coach ever. Well, I, I was thinking, you know, when you when people were when people when you the pundits that we talked about on the CV Sports when they talked about the best coaches in the in college, they they always talked about Saban, they talked about you know and, and Les Miles, and now it's Harbaugh and D'Antoni are the are the are the big four along with Urban Meyer as the big five, I guess. Well, if you're you're not going to get one of those other four, so you're automatically going to take someone below what you already have, and I don't know who that will be. Well, the, the newspaper reports and the rumors, of course, right now is that they're going to—they're looking at Saban, which is utterly ridiculous. Yeah, no way. Uh, but they're also looking at um, Jumbo Fisher, Jimbo Fisher from at Florida State, which I think it's going to take a lot of money to take him out of FSU because they have a lot of money with their their booster club too. So, um, LSU claims they're going to go after someone, but I, I think they should just find out who's the next good coach you know cut their losses and, and see what's going on and i knew it wouldn't take 30 seconds after he was fired before someone mentioned lane kiffin's name <laughs> and it was somebody said lane kiffin and then booger mcfarland said the same thing on mike and mike this week hey lane kiffin's name's going to come up so a uh, crazy week in sports and media as as a, in, in in sad and crazy in terms of what's going on right there and with the debate and everything so um any other topics you want to get to that we forgot about as we run in towards the end of sports and media show for this week well, there's there's one thing that that, that looks like uh, it could be interesting. ESPN two is starting something called a, a excuse my Spanish Nacion ESPN, okay. uh, where it's going to be a bilingual show. Okay. George Sedano, who's 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 I a like very him. solid guy, yep. fills in for everybody, does a really good job. Um, it looks like the show, from what I've been reading about, is going to be people can call in in English or Spanish, and they'll converse in wh- whatever they're doing. Uh, what do you think? It's neat. Uh, it, I mean, I can see where some people will be alienated, but I like the idea. And in the world we live now, where you know there's much more, many more Spanish-speaking people in this country, it, it, will be, it will be a slight hit. I don't think it'll be a monster hit. No, no. I think it's finding another niche. And nowadays, I don't think you have monster hits anymore. It's all about niche programming and trying. I mean, even you know, Sports Illustrated. I hadn't gotten it for years. I just picked it up a couple of weeks ago again, and it's not the same magazine. It's one of many out there. It's no longer. You know the giant bullhorn it used to be. Yeah, I mean, and funny thing is, when you used to be, you go to CBSSports.com or NBCSports.com or ESPN.com to find your sports news. They're behind. I mean, it's all Twitter or Pro Football Talk or something like that, where it's the niche stuff that you go out and you find what you want to find on a daily basis. And then if you want to go somewhere else to read a little bit more detail, you can go to the Yahoos or whatever of the world. So. Well, we are past our time, Joe. It's been a great show. This one flew by, my friend. It is. It's going faster and faster. <laughs> ah, maybe we're getting better. Is that what it means? I hope so. <laughs> well, if you have any information or if you'd like to share topics, just email me, jeff at weiu.net, jeff at weiu.net, and we'll talk about it right here on the Sports and Media Show with Jeff and Joe. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week, Joe. All right. Look forward to it. We hope you enjoyed the Sports and Media Show with Jeff and Joe. Check back weekly for the next show. This is the sports podcast that talks about the media's coverage of sports.